Blog Talk Radio. white folks and be able to raise the question what is it that we're going to do independent of white people it is very very hard for us to envision a world without white people but we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them but certainly when we talk about a future we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Yimhotep, Hetepu, Ndamanes, Ndamana, Nangadef, Abargani, Majwo, Saubona, Anisogoma, Peace, War. Pan-African Greetings family, you've entered Africa's reascension, and I'm your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. We shall start off as usual with an apae or libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, 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 inyame, inyame wa, odomakoma. Mawulisa, treaty upon, Amen, Ra, Oloro, Amen, Ra, Ejeyansa, Asafia, Abasumpa, Abasumpa, Nanasajibi, Nanasiketua, Nanadadikofi, Nanatigaray, 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 Nanasinkofa, Nanakumi, Kwekufri, Akonadi Abena, Asabonte, Bochewewa, Taminsa, Shango, Oya, Oshun, Chehuti, Asar, Hekmet, Nananoma, and Samanfo, and Samanfo Abasuafa, Abasum, Abasuafa. Ishremo Yansa, Ishremo Ahudin, Ishremo Nchera, Ishremo Sikapa, Ishremo Nkwaso, Ishremo Nkwaso, Abasuo Fao, Yei Nkwaso. I ask that you, Odumakuman, Nyame Nyame Wa, Treaty Upon, Mawulisa, Olorun, Amenbra, use me in this form to transmit clear, African-centered, theoretical, and practical information to all within the sound of my voice. So those listening can use it to transform themselves back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their sun-sun, their spirit, their ori, their spiritual head, and their ab, the heart, which for Kenneth with the feet of intelligence, not the brain, the ab, the heart. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. 
The Apai, or libation, is an ancient practice that is still done to this picosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from in doing the rituals of yesterday. So, yes, this is Africa's Reascension. This is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. I first want to thank everyone who is listening, either live on the computer or they're calling in listening. Thank you so much. A show like this could not go on without your support. So thank you. Thank you so much. Please send feedback, put comments on the show, on the appropriate show page, or shoot me emails. Kamau, K-A-M-A-U, 301 at yahoo.com. But Dossi again for all who are here now and who will become. A um, few quick housekeeping notes. Um, please click on all of the ads and things on the main show page. It'll help with a program I'm in conjunction with, with Blog Talk um, and some other good Blog Talk shows that are out there. Uh, Pan-Africanism or Parish Our brother Taj Malik T-A-J-M-A-L-I-K Just type either one of those Into the search engine And um, you'll see a show Pan-Africanism or Parish And then click the follow button Um, He hasn't been on in a little while But I know he will be back And he is always putting out Real, real, real good information uh, Real good African based information uh, that'll help move us forward, that'll help clear the thinking and get us further along in where we want to be. So Pan-Africanism or Parish, Taj Malik, T-A-J-M-A-L-I-K. It's usually on Thursdays at 10, but again, like I say, type it into the search engine, click follow, and so once he does his next show, you'll get an email knowing when that will be. Uh, Queen Ifama, the Truth Terrorist, I-F-A-M-A, Ifama, um, Sundays at 7, right before this show, uh, raw, butt-naked, uncut um, truth and wisdom and some opinion <laughs> on her show, but nevertheless, uh, dedicated sister, um, loves African people, uh, bring it straight, no chaser. So check her out, Queen Ifama, I-F-A-M-A, the Truth Terrorist, Sundays at 7 p.m. right before African History Ascension at 9. And lastly, um, check out other, one other good blog talk show, um, Sister Ia Ajua, I-Y-A, next word, A-D-J-U-A, and her show, Wehemi Mesu, Cultural Rebirth Connections. Again, this is one of those, type that into the search engine, and um, her show page will come up. They click follow. Her shows are usually on Wednesdays, sometimes 4, maybe 4.30. She hasn't been on in a few weeks as well, but um, you definitely want to check check her stuff out. Um, 
And once you click follow, then you get an email knowing when she will air. Again, another down sister who is um, about the people, about the business of re-Africanizing and de-whitenizing and then building what we're supposed to build for ourselves now and for the future generations. So, again, Iyahajua, I-Y-A, A-D-J-U-A, and her show is Wahimi Masu, Cultural Rebirth Connections. Now, for access to uncompromising African-centered information, you want to go to African World Analysis, all one word, and Africa with a K, AfricanWorldAnalysis.com. So if you're in the chat room, you should see it already. I got it in there. Uh, it gives you links to this blog talk page. It gives you link to uh, Africa's Reascension YouTube page. It gives you the link um, to my book, How to Make a Negro Christian, and most importantly, it gives you the link to the last 10 issues of my journal, my news journal, African World Analysis. Uh, within the next month, probably uh, I'll probably get the, um, 20 more issues up. Um, of course, some will be free. Um, the majority will be for purchase for around three or four bucks. Um, you can also subscribe. There will be four issues in a year um, at 20 bucks for the year. Um, it's real cheap comparatively. Um, and check it out. It's just a lot of good information. Maybe one day we'll just have a whole show walking everyone through the news journal, Yeah, especially after I get all the issues up, introduce some of the articles to everyone. Then you'll definitely want to rush out and purchase them. So again, AfricanWorldAnalysis.com. That's African with a K, and African World Analysis, all one word. Go there, and that's your link to all things uncompromisingly African-centered. All right. Whew. Team Africa, how's it going, man? Oh, we will the real African people please stand up. <laughs> Whew. This show should be interesting. And hopefully there will be um a, a lot of or at least a little bit of chatter about it in the chat room. We can address some of those issues as well as call in. Oh, duh, I keep forgetting that. If you want to call in, because y'all just be letting me talk, and sometimes that's fine. Just just let me go and, I, you know, put together stuff in a certain way and want to get it out. Okay, cool, that's fine. But there's other times I'll be wanting y'all to call in, and I feel like sometimes I'm just rambling and talking on and on and on. So the the the, the call-in number is 760-454-1111. If you got an issue with a past show, if you've got some ideas for a future show, uh, 
you want to talk about what we talked about, so I don't get just call on in and, 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 and let's let's chop it up. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's share ideas. But do know if it's too too whitewashed and you don't want to listen, we can't have a good discourse, even if we don't disagree. If it can't be a good discourse, I got the mute button right here. So, but. Um, because I don't want folks to think that you can't disagree with command and we're going to get into a shouting match and I'm going to try to kill your whole family like they do on some of the other shows. That's not what we're about here. Um, as long as it's, you know, re- re- respectable and, and, and it stays above board, we can agree to disagree. We can go back and forth. Um, that's no issue. Again, if you... A good example of, of of two folks who are in the same book but in different pages, you want to check, go back to um, Pan-Africanism or Parish, and his last show, he did a show on um, um, celebrating the birthday of um, Baba Kwame Nkrumah. And so I called in, one, you know, to support Brother Taj, but then two, to ask, you know, some, some pointed questions. And the the back and forth that we had is how I wish back and forth talks <laughs> would go on this on blog talk. Um, you state a point, you actually hear the point, uh, try to find some goodness within the point if possible, and then give your counterpoint. There was no threatening of lives. There was no. Uh, stupidity, all that sort of, none of that was there. And and again, I really wish and I hope that one day folks, and, and it was a slight disagreement, but I just wish that disagreements, period, could be handled in that way um, by more of us. And, and Pianchi, he's been in some of those chat rooms where folks disagree and folks get crazy and lies be threatened and all that sort of stuff. So you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that 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 ideally won't happen here. So seven six zero four five four one 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 one. That is our call in number here. And then press one on your keypad and a little hand will pop up and I'll know you want to talk. So no, I'm gonna take a deep breath this might get interesting and play a clip and some music and then come back and get into will the real African-centered people please stand up on Africa's reascension Africa's reascension Kamal McCasey Tahuti. as of this moment we are at war blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau 301 K-A-M-A-U 301 an uncompromising, unapologetic, African-centered internet radio show. Until we reestablish Africa's 
America as the preeminent value, none of those other solutions mean a doggone thing. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301. If you're not about nation building, you're not about African centeredness. 760-454-1111. As of this moment, we are at war. There's no evidence that the black and white races can live in close proximity to each other in peace. Without, without whites attempting to oppress and exterminate the black. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301. What kind of God do you wish him? What's the name of it? Who taught you to praise him? Was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Is this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301.
the mind games are through. I tip my mind back, now what they gonna do? Now they can strip the ultimate power. No fear in my heart, I will never cower. No longer will I let it happen. Any means necessary. That's why I study the life of my lead. A strong black brother, he can never be weak. He gave the warning, but you didn't learn. You better wake up now, or be doomed to burn. It's a judgment at the wrath of God. You know what I'm speaking about? Nah, and people get caught up in any fake religion. You wind up with the same fate of a slave vision. Then you'll agree to what I say is right. Then you'll read the book of coming from my damn by night. But watch it. That must have been rearranged. You have to find the oldest one that hasn't been changed. Power line, a careful place. Total disgrace, no this, you'll never have it made. Cause you think making it is how much you get paid. What are your problems? You worship money. So you somebody else being broke just rough funny. Babylon is definitely crumbling and the black man's stance is no longer stumbling. decultured us or distorted our culture. We are also saying then that the Europeans have distorted our modes of attending, of attending the world, our modes of experiencing the world, our modes of classifying and, and uh, categorizing the world, our modes of processing information that comes from the world. So there's no little wonder then that we are having problems in what some people call education, particularly as it is European, uh, Eurocentrically designed, that our children are perceived as having problems in thinking skills and math skills and science skills and so forth. Because ultimately, you see, culture provides you with a frame for thinking. It provides you with a structure for organizing information, for classifying information, for evaluating information, you see, for processing information. And when you distort a people's culture, then you distort their capacity to appropriately organize information and deal with it. And this is what has happened to us. And in transforming our culture, so was our thinking and so forth transformed as well. This is why ultimately the educational problems of our people will have to be solved in terms of cultural transformation, not just in terms of educational technique, you see. Cultural transformation, not just dealing with educational technique. We're back at Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. I'm trying to get a little stuff started in the chat room. Um, you heard our long promo here for Africa's Reascension. Uh, then you heard an old song from a brother, I don't know if he's still around, um, Awesome Dre out of Detroit. And we're talking, this is old, like mid-90s or so, but again, with the, 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 the heavy dearth of, of any consciousness in, 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 in music, we can go back as far as we need to go 
and play those songs and, 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 and hope one day or actually work on creating one day a revival of of consciousness within hip hop and the music industry and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that was um, awesome. Dre and his song Babylon, and then we ended it with a snippet from Baba Amos Wilson on culture and decultural, decultural, deculturalization, deculturalization, yeah, yeah, deculturalization. Um, and again, I, I, I'm gonna keep. Hammering this one point home And I'm sure, you know, hopefully Someone will listen one day As far as Identity Culture And consciousness These are areas That must be aligned By us Before Everything else Identity Culture And consciousness those three things have to be aligned before anything else will work. Jews get this. The Chinese get this. Caucasoids get this. But what do black folks ask for? What do black folks fight for? What 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 are black folks? Because we're not talking about identity, culture, and consciousness. Now, depending on where you go, some black folks just want money, sex, and a little fame. Money, power, respect. <laughs> it's the key life, money, power, respect. Anyway, um, cute beat but horrible message. Um, but if you talk to another segment of um, black folks, they want civil rights, equal rights, and freedom. Identity, culture, and consciousness versus civil rights, equal rights, and freedom. Hmm. Now, when we look at those last three, civil rights, equal rights, and freedom, the, 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 the added catch, the little asterisks is there that, that, that a lot of folks don't notice when they ask and demand and march and picket for these things, is they want civil rights, equal rights, and freedom given by someone else and defined by someone else. Freedom defined by Caucasoids. For new folks to ask his research and Caucasoids as white folks, that's the term that they came up with to define themselves. And it's a term that I like, and and I've been using it for quite a few years now, and, and I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> so Caucasoids have defined freedom for us as the ability to freely buy whatever we want to buy from white folks. To freely work for white folks. To freely make money, make the majority of money for Caucasus. That's the definition of freedom. 
that they've given us that we are pushing for and fighting for and marching for. That's that's what they've defined. Freedom as defined by our past. Freedom is defined by some of our scholars, you know, some other folks who we say we know and read and love. Um, they can define a little bit differently. Freedom would be us creating our own governmental structures. Freedom, as we would define it, would be us creating our own industries. Freedom for us would be us consuming and producing for us and from us, and not exclusively in, in, in one sense, because we anything that we produce, we can produce for other folks, <laughs> and, and, and they purchase it, and that adds in more money into the African coffers. So that part, ain't that, that, that that's not at odds. We can consume a few things from other folks and then bring those back to home base. Uh, if for no other reason you, you, you buy a particular item that someone else of another culture made, you buy it and bring it in and, 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 and figure out how it works and figure out where the faults are and then we can make something better. You see, that's that's the, the, the thinking I'm trying to get us to be at That's the level of the thought that I'm trying to move us towards That's the level of the thought that some of the folks Who claim African-centered are at And here at Africa's Re-Ascension We're trying to get more and more and more Of folks thinking like that And then doing, creating those thoughts Into tangible reality but it's two totally separate definitions of freedom. You are free to vote for the lesser of two evils in a system that has never been for you and will never be for you. Or freedom could be defined as creating another political structure that specifically and directly addresses your concerns backed by people that you specifically and directly put in position to represent you. In a system that was created off of the best of your own history that makes sense within your own cultural alignment. Two Totally different definitions of freedom there. Civil rights and equal rights and human rights and all that shit, that is so passe. That is just so... When you're born, when you come out your mama's womb, when the, 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 the egg and the sperm met, met, 
you had human rights and equal rights right there. In the right societal context, I should say. In this present societal context, even though so many folks are still talking about post, we, we are now in a post-racial society and everything is all better now because you got a black president. But you still, to this nanosecond, still got to fight and push for civil rights, equal rights, and human rights. That, that, that don't make sense, y'all. And so then it gets to, do you keep on asking and begging the same people that are holding it from you as they define it to give it to you? Or do you eventually say, F it, (laughs) and work on relearning and building your own, creating your own. I don't know Chinese people who are fighting for civil rights, human rights, and equal rights. I don't know any Jews that are, that, that are fighting for those things. Both of those groups and for some reason, I didn't plan on it, but for some reason I keep <laughs> pulling, picking on them or pulling them out as examples. But what, As I said again, those particular groups got the identity piece down, the culture piece down, and the consciousness piece down. So then they can move on to getting um, economic, Sovereignty and, and, and political sovereignty and all that sort of stuff. We say we look at other folks and, and, and see what they do and try to take lessons from them. And and for the black folks who are Christians who call themselves Jews and, and, and Hebrews and, and see that 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 phantasmagorical book called the Bible as their story, and then and then. By extension, connect the Jewish plight, the the, the the real Jewish plight, white folks' Jewish plight to their own. They aren't even really looking at the Jews and seeing how they are doing certain things. Yeah, they're getting certain things because they are white. They are Caucasoid. I, I, I make no bones about that. But they have some other things that are in play. That, that have them as a cohesive unit that we could be looking at. That Baba Amos Wilson looks at in, in, in Blueprint for Black Power as as examples. Again, that cultural cohesion, that group consciousness, uh, the cultural unity. Uh, they are unwavering about the identity. You know, within the Jews, you got the Zionist Jews, you got the Reformist Jews, you know, the Ashkenaz, you got all, you got different sects of Jews, but they're all Jews at the end of the day. 
and even the Chinese, they don't even have that identity piece to really worry about. 80, 90% of them are Han, Chinese. So they don't even have, they, they already have that unity there going on. African people on the planet, in the globe, if we knew we were African, wherever we were on the globe, our population numbers right now globally would be about 1.3 billion. We'd be second to the Chinese in global population if we knew we were African. If that identity piece, that culture piece, and that consciousness piece was there, I mean, I just sit and I think about that number. And that's an estimate. We're over a billion, but that's a rough estimate. 1.3 billion people worldwide. And, you know, I've tried to sit down and figure out, you know, because if you heard Dr. Clark, he talks about, you know, we need to uh, make safety pins and make our underwear and anything that goes into a nation, we need to be able to make those. And so I sit down and I think, you know, how how do you make all those things for a billion people? What what would it take? What type of what level of organization nationwide and globally would you need to have in place for that to happen? Um, how would the factories be laid out so that they're still safe for the workers, fair? Or you said all of that because you have to tie in the value system, our African value system, within the employment of the people. This this African vision, and I'm sort of getting ahead of myself here, but this African vision is again not on people's lips. They want to debate Wesley Muhammad. <laughs> they want to debate. The Moors, and there's so, 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 so much work that that really needs to be done. And just these these few questions that I'm throwing out here, uh, there are a few blog talk shows that are talking about it, but the the the, the bad part of it is, from my perspective, is they're not talking about it from an African perspective. Um, so so it, it it can only go so far. Because once you've defeated racism, white supremacy, justice is not a universal construct. Justice is culturally defined. So how will African people define justice? We need to sit down and figure that out. It just won't justice just doesn't fall out of the sky. And so while, again, some analysis on racism, white supremacy, all that sort of stuff is on point in the analysis. But when you start talking about where do you go from there, what do you put in place, what's the some of the solutions, it stops. That analysis stops just at analysis because just to say, we're going to replace the system of white supremacy with justice is kind of (laughs) – you're not saying anything, really. 
I'm checking out in the chat. I just asked a question, remember, about the $1.3 billion or so. Team Africa has written, I think the problem is trying to include $1.3 billion worldwide and $41 million domestically. There are only about 14 million Jews worldwide, so the number game for for Jews is unimportant. Yeah, okay, I can see that. They're less scattered. They got smaller numbers, so they're able to do a little bit more with what they want to do versus us. You've got a domestic population that's in the huge millions and then trying to look at it from a global scale. It can get um, mentally taxing. And, again, that's why... One person can't do it. That's why I think sometimes it's funny, you know, folks maybe hit me up, uh, hit me up with emails or, or, or we're just talking and, you know, I'm breaking down why we need to do this and why we need to do that. And so then they want to throw down the gauntlet and be like, all right, come on, so what's the solution? I'm like, I, I think I'm pretty smart. I think I know a few things, but, damn it, I know I don't have the whole thing. And with what Team Africa raises is something very, very crucial. We need think tanks, you know, global think tanks. We need a think tank to figure out our unique position over here in America. That think tank needs to be linked with uh, probably groups of think tanks within um, Central and South America. You've got the second largest grouping of stolen Africans you know, in Central and South America. Yeah, I mean, we need think tanks throughout that are then linked. And while the think tanks are addressing their specific regional issues, they also have their eye on the global piece. And again, if you compare it with the Caucasoids, that's what they're doing. They got their folks Summer everywhere, and they talking about some of everything, and and, and 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 even Chinese, even the Asians, Asians in general. They I heard they have like a thousand year plan, and so far so good for their thousand year plan as far as what they wanted to lay out and where they're at and how things are going. Um, yet for us, we just get white folks to be nice to us, then we don't need to do all that thinking. We don't need to have no think tanks. We don't need to do none of that. If white folks just be nice to us and give us some money and, 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 and maybe do that whole 40 acres of the mule thing they talked about, we cool. Uh-uh. Not here. Will the real actor center folks please stand up? Other than Caucasoid's deliberate plan. As far as I can see, the only thing that's holding us back, really, is our collective mentality. That, you could argue that the biggest or maybe the second biggest obstacle in our way, but our collective mentality. If, if, if everybody in the chat if everybody who's listening in on the phone, if everybody who will download this, shot me an email and shared some of the conversations that they have with other black folks, 
uh, what about a solution, about solutions to our problems. You would you would you would get why I say that our collective mentality is part of the major problem of what's going on. To go back to the show page, let me just read what I said as far as the um, episode note, episode info. By not knowing and properly embracing our history, our present is all jacked up. That's supposed to be by having. By having no or a skewed version of our past, which leads to a stagnant present, the future can only be created by others for us. Now, check this out. While everything I just said, while that above paragraph is completely wrong in practice, it is what is happening to the majority of the Sankofama. That's a tree term for the African world community, Sankofama. So let's, let's, let's go back. By not knowing and properly embracing our history or our past, our present is all jacked up. And then, so then, by having a skewed version of the past, which then leads to a jacked up, stagnant present right now, the future can only be created by other folks for us. There are very, very few people talking about what the African future will look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And the folks who do talk about it are still only talking about in the context of post-raciality, Caucasoids being nicer to us, uh, world power demographics changing from pale to a bit of shade of yellow. But no one on blog talks. See, I always have to be careful because I personally know people, groups, and organizations who are doing the work that 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 I'm, I'm saying and others are saying are so badly that needs to be done. So sometimes I may forget that and just be like, "Ain't nothing being done." But I want to say here right now. Work is being done, y'all. It's being done more quietly. It's being done more uh, strategically. It's being done more systematically. Uh, and and Wendy Abbasun and Elisamanfo deem it time for a more public unveiling of that work. Um, so be it. But I did just want to put out that I do I don't want to slight the real body-body folks that are doing the work, that that are buying buildings, that are creating institutions, that are uh, creating uh, sane African-centered children, that are having sane and healthy African-centered relationships. It does exist. It is out there. 
excuse me in my frustration <laughs> sometimes if I don't always acknowledge y'all. And, hell, I would like to hope that Africa's reascension, Africa's world analysis, Ole Kaja Enterprises, all, that, all those things are also aiding in that process. But now, with that said, I still don't hear a lot of people, especially on blog and talk shoe and other stuff, who are talking about a future. What will our stuff look like in 20 years? We are letting the future happen to us. We are hoping that Congress lawyers do this and do that and change this and change that. But I'm telling you, go tomorrow. Go ask some people. Ask, ask some coworkers. Ask your black friends. Ask, you know, just, just take a poll. What do you think black life in America, let's be specific. Or wherever you at, what do you think black life in X will look like in 20 years? And then depending on what they say, then follow up and be like, so what can you and I and others do, especially if it's a bleak-looking future, as what can you and I and others do to change this bleak-looking future that you just laid out? Folks really think that the, 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 a better way of life is just going to fall out the sky. We don't need to change anything about us. We have not been transformed. The way life is now is the way it's going to be. Everything is everything, all that sort of stuff. And so no personal work needs to be done, no um, sacrifices, none of that needs to be done. Shit just is going to change. Poof. Voila. Magic life. And then I scratch my head because these same folks then want to get up and critique me and criticize whole lip and, 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 and try to challenge Sister Ia and, and, and try to get on the case of, of, of Taj uh, because we're saying, no, we got to change. We have been changed. So we have to understand that we have been changed. And not change back into who we were, because that that will that has potential to trip someone up, folks up. So I don't want to, or be used as ammo against us. So I don't want to say, well, we need to just transform back into sixth-century Africans. No, for regular listeners of the show, it's about understanding those constants within the culture that have not changed for the last 300,000 years, understanding those and using those for our present. Will the real after-centered people please stand up? I was scratching my head for a long time with this one particular question because it just Boggled my mind. I could not understand it. And, and finally, I had to ask um, 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 an elder 
Baba uh, Baba Koto here in D.C. and and, and he broke it down and his his answer sort of made sense. I was trying to figure out why is it that African people are the only people on the planet who almost wholesale want to throw away our ancient traditional culture and just deal solely with the present on the present's terms. And on the present's terms mean on carpezoid terms. So I don't want it. So, so, so they don't want to have nothing to do with ancestors. Don't have nothing to do with spirit. Don't want to have nothing to do with respective environment. Don't have nothing to do with that. Forget all of that. They just want to deal with how Caucasians have created reality right now and just go with that. But when you look at other cultures, large pockets of them don't do that. When you look at, check check this out, when you look at non-African, non-European people, meaning everybody else, and, and you read some of that literature and, and, and you, um, yeah, when you read some of that literature, maybe even talk to some of those, some of the folks who, who, who are a bit more uh, on top of what's going on in the world, the biggest battle that they're fighting is how to either A is how to revive their culture or is how to use their culture in the present context. Yesterday I just came to the realization that I want to do away with the word modern. So I want y'all to help me. I'm I'm trying to be deliberate not you because the term modern has too many Western, European, Caucasoid, crackerish connotations to it. And so I really want to just throw that word out and just stick with present, the present time versus modern. Because even even when I try to say modern without modernizing, without westernizing, you have to say it that way, modernizing without westernizing, because it's, it's just been so sneakily ingrained, oh, when you're talking modern, you're speaking Western. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to rip that word out of my vocabulary um, and, and use more present so you don't get caught up in all that other intellectual baggage. But non-African and non-European people, the rest of the world, not those two groups, they are trying to either revive their traditional culture keep it alive, or they're trying to figure out how to use it in the present context that we're in. African people on the continent and throughout the rest of the globe, the majority, either don't know, don't connect to, or don't give a damn about their African past and only want to deal with the present cultural reality it, with the rules that it sets, with the cultural boundaries that it sets, they just want to deal with stuff that way. And so it just freaked, it just messed with me for about a good six, eight months. <laughs> it's like, why are we the only ones who are doing that? And, and I couldn't figure it out. So I talked to um, Baba Koto, Archie Koto, 
And basically, he 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 said he shared with me that you got to understand that Africa as, as a landmass, and I think I said this on a, on another show too, has been under constant attack for about the last three thousand five hundred. 4,000 years, practically nonstop. So Africa, the place that we now call Africa, has not had a chance to even have a collective breath basically since the Greek invasion. When, when the Greeks finally ran over and conquered and took over Kemet in Africa, all the way to today, 2011 Gregorian calendar, Africa has been under constant assault by either Arabs or Caucasians. And so, so when he said that, you know, I, I, you know, I, he said it, and I took it, and I was like, hmm, okay, and then mulled it over and started thinking about it, started thinking about it, and yeah, that that sort of made sense. No other group of people have been under that much assault attack, you know, historically. Uh, no other group of people have had their history as maligned then and now as we are. Uh, and I really think that we forget that, that Caucasoids have not left the continent even though they have chosen indirect rule as the popular mode of colonization of the continent now, they're still over there physically as well. And so when you talk to some continental folks and and you're trying to figure out, you know, why they think, why their thinking is as messed up as ours over here, you can't leave that point out. They haven't left there yet So their institutions Are all throughout the continent We know their religions Are all throughout the continent Their TV programming Is all on the continent All of that has reshaped Hence misshaped The culture, the cultural thought The utamawazo, the culturally structured Thought of the people on the continent So just as Mentally messed up Over here as we are it's going on on the continent and Brazil and, 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 and other places where we are too. And the traditions have always been put down. Whether it was Arabs or Caucasians, they made sure to shoot down the path. So then, guess what? They could then put their stuff in place as something for you to look at and venerate and, and think highly of. And it has been going on nonstop for 3,500 years. So I was like, okay. The one thing that has also been going on for about that same time is that there have always been pockets, like Kamau, and hopefully like folks who are in the chat and who will be downloading, who have fought that, which is the next paragraph. <laughs> there have always been pockets of people who have questioned the above position. 
With less material resources, they seem to have created more than we are now, even in this alleged information age. Garvey, the East Organization um, in New York in the 70s, and others are a few examples. So now here, and again, I'm still reading from episode info, going back to it. We here at Africa's Reascension see the major difference from then to now is commitment. Commitment. Those aforementioned pockets had more commitment for sovereignty and total African liberation than today's pockets of self-avowed, quote-unquote, conscious Africa. While there were plenty of conferences, lectures, symposiums, etc., early on in stolen African history in America, there was a ton more building of the nation then than is presently going on now. Then I even add, even though the talking hasn't stopped. Tonight we hope to address some of those concerns and offer a solution. Again, for folks who've done some reading, I think I read some of this in um, Pan-Africanism or Communism by George Padmore, but I know I read it in some of the other stuff and some other books too. Have any of y'all ever looked at some of the conferences that were being put on in the 20s, 1920s, 1930s, 1910? Um, As far as African folks, I mean, this idea is just popping to my head, so I don't have some of the actual titles right in front of me. I can get them for you if you need me. But I look at some of the titles and some of the stuff that we were talking about then, and then, you know, tied with what we're talking about, what we're doing now, you know, I'm like, wow, that was fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh out of, out of, out of chattel enslavement, chattel slavery, and, and, and the level of some of the dialogue that was going on in the 20s and 30s just blows my mind. And and arguably some of the conferences that are going on now have some magnificent topics and some great things are being discussed and some wonderful ideas are being thrown around, you know, amongst the, 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 the folks who are in attendance and all that sort of stuff. So that part hasn't changed. The intellectual level of discourse, there we go, on some levels have not changed amongst, you know, some of the more quote-unquote serious thinkers from then to now. The glaring, glaring difference (laughs) between then and now is the commitment and the building piece. You see, let, let me just go on and say it, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a fatalist in this sense. Fatalism did work. I, let me say it this way. I like the up front in your face approach. Meaning, 
one reason I'm sure that we were able to build more and do more things in the 20s and 30s than right now is because Cogazoids was in your face. I don't like you, nigga. You can't get in here, nigga. <laughs> you got to go through the back door. Wait, I'm saying it wrong. Nigger. They use the ER. Even though I think that, that the whole inmarin should be thrown away, but I just want it to be contextually correct. Um, but, yeah, they were in your face. We don't want you. You can't be here. So it's like, okay, fine. We'll build our own stuff. Integration was the single greatest trick of the 20th century Gregorian calendar that Cogazoids has put on us. And it was that trick that made folks who owned buildings and had keys throw them into the damn gutter and go downtown to work for Cogazoids. And it is this present, so-called nice, so-called liberal, so-called I'm your buddy mentality of Caucasoids that that has just got us totally, totally jacked up to the point where now, as I said in the beginning of the show, creating our own governmental structures. You say that to some black folks, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Creating our own political infrastructure. You say that to some black folks, they like, what the hell are you talking about? And we got the black president. What you talking about? Um, creating our own industries. Huh? What, what, what's that? In the 20s and the 30s, you would have said that. They were like, I right, here, when? Where, you wanna, where are we going to meet to talk about where to do it at? Today, what you talking about? Why I got to do that? That don't make no sense. That's where we're at right now. Commitment and building. Are we committed to this sovereignty thing that we talk about? Or are we committed to debating people who are inconsequential when at the end of the day? Are we committed to ensuring that the next 20 years will look different than the last 400? Or are we just committed to marching and rallying and being mad and occupying stuff? Team Africa just added, I think our biggest obstacle is, I know you meant is, is the unwillingness of self-sacrifice. Who is willing to give up their lifestyle for the next generation? Excellent, excellent point. Excellent, excellent point. What we're doing now isn't working. Just partying, just drinking, just popping bottles, 
ain't working. And don't and it seemed like don't nobody wanna do nothing different. Oh, I just did it again. It seemed like the majority don't want to do nothing different. I mean, that's very upsetting. Very upsetting. And then, when you attempt to get a group of people together who at least say that they do want to do stuff different, sometimes you get issues there as well. And it's just like, yeah, what is, what is it going to take? And so that's, okay, that's where I was going. I think now, now again, this is, <laughs> I wish, I wish Taj was on here because he could, he could chime in. Um, I, I feel, he, he disagrees with me, but I feel we need that the, uh, something I feel that what will help wake a larger amount of us up is if Caucasoids go back to their original way of thinking before they used all before they came up with the nice flowery terms and all the nice, before they became more sophisticated with their anti-African. <laughs> the party of bullshit generation. Yeah. 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 Too true. Too too true. But yeah, I I I I I remember back when I was in San Diego about a decade ago and and Newt Gingrich had just came out with his contract on America for America, whatever it was. And, you know, he's talking about running for president. And so we had did a, a newspaper even back then called The Naked Truth. And I had wanted to do a cover story called Newt Gingrich, Savior of Black People. <laughs> and 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 Ty said to me like I was crazy. But the logic was Newt would get in and be president. And and he wouldn't have any of these trappings. He wouldn't have any of all these niceties. He'd just be like, forget y'all niggas, forget this program, forget that program. It's about this, this, and this, and that. And boom. And so black folks would then have, they, they are actually pushed up against the wall, and we would have to do something for ourselves. Now, now, since since it was a three-person team for that newspaper, I got voted down, <laughs> and so I did, I had to do another piece, changed up the title, it was still related, but they didn't let me go that far with it, but I'm still sort of of that mentality, that, I mean, Clinton, you know, really put black folks to sleep for a minute, Bush sort of kind of woke, woke, woke us up a little bit. 9-11 hit, and then you see a whole bunch of stupid folks and folks who should have known otherwise with the flags waving and all that. Um, then 9-11 subsides, and then they decide the, 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 the next great trick, putting a black person in, a black-skinned person in as president. And that is, that for the first two years, year and a half, 
the global alarm clock was fully on snooze. The global alarm clock was fully on snooze. Um, a few more folks, at least here in America, a few more waking up. Folks in Africa still, not all, but the majority of folks on the continent still think Obama's the best thing um, since the wheel. So, 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 ain't, 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 ain't too much change from that end. But there are a few, yeah, tad bit more folks over here that are seeing beyond the Obama lie um, and seeing how ain't ch- change in this guy. Darker face on it, and so I, I'm still of that same mentality sort of today. Get, 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 Kane or Bachman as president. <laughs> get Bachman or 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 or, or Palin as vice president. Get get Gingrich or Romney as Secretary of State. We need, to, as far as the getting a, a large group of folks. Black folks awakened, or because it still wouldn't be fully awakened. Uh, get folks to possibly listen to us. Get a larger group of folks to possibly listen to us a little bit more. We need America. I feel we need America to go back to how they really feel <laughs> outside of all the pretty sounding words. And it's a shame that it's got to come to that because in the real sense, it wouldn't make a difference who you have up as president. If you got your stuff going on, then you can attempt to address the president to get, you know, certain federal laws to be changed in your benefit. But then again, you've got lobbyists to do that. You've got... um, um, other folks to be able to do that for you um, while your thing is going on versus thinking that the totality of your thing is just a person that looks like you sitting someplace, but your particular condition ain't changed one whit. Because again, I'm not seeing Jews marching, I'm not seeing Chinese marching. especially here in America, for change. They got the identity, the culture, the consciousness down. They pool the money together, buy some buildings. Hell, Chinese folks especially buy up whole areas and call it Chinatown. And, 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 And they live in that area, and so the money circulates all around in that area. Hell, I'll be in the Chinatown here in D.C. tomorrow, <laughs> unfortunately. So I, I get to see that operate close up again. And all we want, civil rights, equal rights, freedom, defined by other folks, or money, sex, and a little bit of fame. <laughs> uh, 
hours. They're eating some stuff in the lounge. In the chat, excuse me. Will the real African centered people please stand up? What is the vision? What's the future that we want? If Whitey is just nice to us, if Caucasoids are nice to us, is everything going to be okay then? If Caucasoids decide tomorrow to tell the world the truth about our African history, is everything okay there? Let me bring it closer to blog talk home. If we all became Moors tomorrow, what would that really mean as far as a vision for the future? If we stop calling ourselves black, stop wanting to deal with African culture, stop this Africa stuff, and just all became Moors tomorrow, and started following Noble Drew Ali, or one of those factions of Moors, because there's about eight factions of Moors, what type of future would that look like? Would that create? What? If we all felt Jesus really existed and was black, what would that mean as far as a vision for us for the future? If you have those two things in place, what does that do? For the collective group of people And in real time Terms Let's even go here How does one live daily How does one take Child rearing lessons from All of us claiming The fictional Atlantis move Or Lemurian identity See I swear A lot of folks say a whole bunch Of stuff but they haven't Really thought this whole stuff Through out through. It just sounds cute But where would that really get us How much further along Would that move us If we became more tomorrow If we Even though it don't exist We can't find it nowhere If we decide to say I am claiming Lemurian identity I'm claiming moon identity. I'm claiming Atlantean identity. Do people really think about what that means? What life lessons can you take from those examples? How do you learn how to better treat your spouse or mate with that. If you become a Moor, you got to close her up because it's a faction of the Arabic crap. And, and there is no cultural information on the, 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 on the Lemurian, the Moon, Atlantis, all that sort of stuff. So you've got to just make stuff up if you're going to claim that identity. Folks have not, 
folks, you've got a damn microphone and, 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 and got 40 bucks a month and created an account here on Blog Talk who are saying some of this stuff really have not thought it all the way out, have not thought it through, and, and really ain't saying a, a, a whole lot of stuff. But since it sounds different and radical and woo-woo-woo, uh, some of us want to listen to it. So now let's contrast those phantasmagorical type of existences that too many of us want us to take on. Let's compare those to being African-centered. Within African-centeredness, we have total and full cultures that you are to use to replace in your life and actualize, which is to transform the false consciousness given to us by cognizant. <laughs> See, Africa, you clown. <laughs> yes, whites and Jews have done okay by making up stuff and lying and recreating reality in their image. That is true. However, we don't need to do that. We have tried to create stuff and pull stuff out of our butt, um, and it's only gotten us so far. <laughs> so <laughs> we can't we can't keep doing it. We we got two hundred, three hundred thousand years of history to tap it. Real history now, not made up stuff that we can tap into and and use it for the present day. Um, so yeah, we don't have to do like these other folks, but. Um, we have total culture that we can tap back into and we can use to replace this BS that Cogazoids have given us. <laughs> that we've used Cogazoids to give us. So to just on that point right there, I think that shows uh, more validity for our African side than these other sides. Arab culture and all of its factions, Ba'athicent, nation, universal nation, the Solomon guy out of Kansas, the um, Noble Jew Ali faction, the, 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 the faction that he all of those comes from the historical basis of Arabs who invaded Africa, took it over, did all they could to put down the traditional culture or and or transform the traditional culture into being Arabs and, and Muslims. So you can't use that as an aspect of your liberation. We tried it. We've got 80 years. Okay, maybe not 80. Probably 60. 40s, I think, is when the nation... Maybe, yeah. I, I, when, whenever Farad came and talked to Elijah Poole and made him Elijah Muhammad, when that started, okay, so 20s, 30s, 40s, somewhere around in there. So we've got 
that hindsight history to look at. And as again, as Amos Wilson used in Black and Blueprint for Black Power, in one of his sections, he talks about the good aspects of the Nation of Islam that African-centered people can take, should take, and use. However, though, to create an African-centered reality, you got some folks who still feel that every word that ever came out of Elijah Muhammad's mouth is sacred, can't be changed, can't be tweaked, can't be transformed, and we need to do exactly now what he was talking about then. I'm sorry that won't fly on after three ascension. And a few months ago, we had a caller that called in and tried to do that, and it didn't work. That don't fly here. Aspects. You're supposed to study history and look at what worked and what didn't work and use that to move forward. So that's no, you're supposed to do that. But we, a large number of us, just will take what he said, as Saker said, and try to reduplicate it right now. No, no, no. And on oil, period, next paragraph. Um, and there is no information on Lemurian culture, how these folks lived, assuming they existed. Um, the Moo people and the Atlantis people and, and all of that. Again, that that's just, let me just be frank with y'all. This move, the Muria, Atlanta stuff, it's a made-up shit by white folks so they wouldn't have to give Africa its fair due as far as the be, being the beginnings of humanity and the beginnings of civilization, period, point blank. I don't care what Edgar Casey saw in his drugged-out delusion. Um I don't care about one line from from Solon, Solon, S-O-L-O-N, and the comedic text about something. You're going to have to show me more to get me to believe in some Memoria Atlantis and Moon. Because right now, if the information is out there, there's very little information out there. And based on that, how do you live your life around that? How do you how do you how do you name yourself after that tradition? How do you rear the children after that tradition? How do you set up anything in off the tradition of Lemuria, Moon, and, and, and Atlantis, when basically it should only exist. So folks, black folks that are latching themselves onto that, just ask them that question. How how, are you, how do you how do you live your daily life? Whose culture do you follow as far as the decisions that you make? 
Because remember now, at the beginning, what, what Baba Amos said, you know, culture gives you the blueprint for living. It gives you the ways to organize reality. And so these folks who want to bypass Africa and go to some fictional landmass that may have been in the water somewhere and it got drowned or whatever, or flooded, we don't know. I said we don't know because it didn't exist, but... Uh, What cultural models can you take from it? You can't. So stop. We have the second largest continent on the planet that is all ours in, so, in, in reality. And we want to bypass that for some fictional bullshit that may not even exist, whether it be Jesus or Atlantis. The totality of Africa is all ours. The wisdom in Africa is all ours. All of the spiritual systems, traditional and ancient, in Africa is all ours, and that's unquestioned. There was no white person that started the Akan system. There was no Caucasoid that started the Ifa Yoruba system. There was no Caucasoid that started Mande, Ebo, Ipobo, Zulu, none of that. But we won't come back to those systems that are unequivocally ours. You can't even get an argument. You don't even try to say it. People laugh at you like you're stupid. But we will burn past all of that to jump on the bandwagon of a Fictional, Memoria, Moon, Atlantis, Jesus, Allah, all of that. We'll try to paint them up black. We'll try to say that they existed. We'll try to twist scholarship to make it make sense to other people. But at the end of the day, we stay in the same damn situation because it was a bunch of crap that was built on in the first place. Will the real African-centered people please Stand up. Well, since African centeredness, we have total and full spiritual system that you are to replace in your life and actualize, which would then transform the false religion given to us by Cognizant. Now, now we got some time here. No? Yeah, yeah, we got some time. So let me take a quick side note here. I guess I'm taking twice to some of everybody this 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 episode. I didn't know I was going to go here. I'm just stream of consciousness tonight. I got some notes, but more stream of consciousness. This was in the notes, actually. I want to take a side minute to talk about black folks who call themselves atheists. Let me... Let me... Take a drink. I understand. Yeah, let me start over. Here's a message to black folks who call themselves atheists. I understand and wholeheartedly, 1,000%, feel your pain on 
the lies held within Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I, I, I have heard a whole lot and seen a whole lot within the Christian system and the Muslim systems as far as the chicanery and charlatanness. And and the sex scandals and the wrong history and the milking the congregations for the money and lies upon lies heaped on African people within those religions and all of that. I I I, I one thousand percent understand that. And so detaching yourself from those systems is fully understandable and that's what we're supposed to do anyway. Some of those folks who who, who went through all that then may have went and looked at some of the Eastern systems. Eastern philosophies, you know, the E Jing, if we don't pronounce it right, uh, the Dao De Jing, Amapada, Zen, Buddhism, Hinduism, all that sort of stuff. Again, you tried to do the Christian thing, you saw a lot of contradictions, you may have tried to do the Islamic thing, you saw a lot of contradictions, so you decided to leave those. Then you go east, and you try to get into some of those systems, those philosophical systems. And more times than not, it just didn't jive with you. It just didn't meld with you. So now, you went, you dealt with the West stuff. Didn't fit for it. You went to the East stuff. It didn't, didn't work for it. What a lot of folks have unfortunately done is instead of looking to Africa for its specific and unique spiritual messages, they have decided to claim atheism and just say, screw all religions, screw all spiritual systems, screw them all. One, I would say that's done from a lack of faith in Africa. It's done from a lack of knowing that African systems exist, still here today, and are over here now on this side of the Atlantic. It's also done in a nebulous where you hear what I mean by that is folks will give a very basic and generic definition of what they think African spirituality is 
and then just deal with that. Versus getting into the Akan system, getting into the systems of Ifa, getting into Odun. I mean, going to rituals, I mean, maybe even becoming, going through training. But if nothing else, going to some of the rituals um, and, and participating in them. If there are African spirituality classes that are being held by black folks <laughs> in your area, go check those out. These folks that call themselves black atheists, either A, don't have those resources available to them, or B, never looked. And if they never looked, but then claim some type of consciousness and African consciousness, I think that's problematic. Because while a ethereal reading of African spirituality may talk about uh, you and the universe are one, is one, and as above, and so below, and, and I'm really thinking about doing a show just on the uh, Abbasum, just on the deities, uh, because our understanding of their relationship to us, from what I'm getting, is a bit skewed. The African spirit forces, which the Akan called the Abbasum, um, or Bosum, which um, the Yoruba called the Orisha, uh, which 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 Kemet called the Neturu. They exist in us, and they are separate entities outside of us that influence us. And they are a whole bunch of stuff that my, your, our human brains can't even figure out because we're on this human plane. I've heard too many folks, and I'm sort of getting off, but I'm going to come back again. I've heard too many folks say that, oh, yeah, you know, all those Orishas, those are nothing but um, just personalities within yourself. Or or what else did I hear? Oh, the Orishas, the Abbasun, they're just repressed personality characteristics that reside within you. Period. And that's it. That's all they are. And I am here to say that if, if you put a period at the end of that sentence instead of a comma or a semicolon, then you are incorrect and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Shango, Oya, Nana Tigre, Nana Sergibi. They are aspects of the personality that reside within individuals, within African people. They are also separate and distinct Entities outside of you all to themselves that you engage with that can help what's going on with you right now. 
how I tie that in is that the black the black person that wants to call themselves atheist but then talk about African spirituality knows nothing of what the hell I just said. Again, either because that information isn't available to them where they're at or they've never looked. So you cannot do some just generic definition of African spirituality and think that you understand the totality of African spirituality, but you then still personally won't have nothing to do with it and call yourself an atheist. It's fine and it's cool to get turned off by stupid people, the stupid system. But to run from our source of power, every Caucasoid that really knows what's going on wants to shake the hand of every black person that calls himself an atheist. Because now they no longer have to worry about you tapping into that one aspect of reality that they have absolutely no understanding about and no control over. That same aspect of reality, the spirit reality, in which Africa is the oldest knowledge bearer on that aspect of reality. We Engaged the spirit reality Before Anybody else on the planet Firstly because we were the first people On the planet But then secondly because we decided To listen and we're still Listening To a large degree To to a degree on the continent And through other places you know So, So We are still listening but when a black person wants to call themselves an atheist and just give up any understanding that there is that there are some things plural larger than you outside of you that are helping your life, if you don't want to have anything to do with that, every single Caucasoid, every single Arab that knows really what's going on wants to shake your hand because they have never been able to stamp out African spirit and African spirituality. They have tried so damn much, so damn hard for for four thousand some odd years and it has not left, it will not leave, it cannot leave. No human being can 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 transform that. They can cloud it, they can, you know, set up tangible rules on this plane so you don't deal with it and make it illegal for you to deal with it, and we know about that history. But to directly and specifically call yourself an atheist as a black person. You, you, you spiritually given up. Even if you use the agnostic term, that's at least a little bit better because you're at least saying I don't know, so that at least 
that, that there's at least a possibility that Africans reascension or whole lipsism's haven or somebody, uh, Brother Amachi or somebody could slip in some African information on a tangible, you know, on a practical level for you that you would understand and be able to work with in your life, and then you could claim a con, Yoruba, Malenke, whatever it is, getting to a Saraset, whatever. But to do the atheist piece, you're saying, I know there is nothing else outside of me and bigger than me. And so everything just falls on me in this human form. No spirits, no ancestors are helping me, watching after me do anything. That, I'm sorry, is just is highly, highly problematic. Again, I ask, will the real African-centered people please stand up? Within the African-centered existence, we have total and full ideologies, paradigms, worldviews that we're to use to replace in our life and actualize that which has been transformed by the false and fake ideologies, paradigms, worldviews of the Caucasus. Again, the economic system that we are to use for the future is sitting in the unstudied analysis of the ancient and traditional economic systems on the continent. We just haven't looked at them and studied them and figured out how to make them applicable for present day. Same is true for the economic, uh, same is true for the political system. Um, more of the work on the on the psychological rebuilding piece, you know, building you up as the individual African. That work has been done. African Personality in America by Kobe Chambon, Seeking the Saku by uh, Wade Nobles, Sekofa um, um, uh, Movement, Rationalization, Reality of War by the Yakoto, A.K.O.T.O. family. Are a few books that lay out how to, you know, the, the, the transforming the individual person. But a lot of this stuff is out there. It's waiting for us. We just haven't did the study, then did the dusting off, and then did the actualization of it. So when I hear all this anti-African talk coming from us, black folks, I just immediately take it to mean that that person hasn't read enough, they haven't thought out their stuff fully enough, they they may not just they may just not have the requisite information, knowledge, or faith in and uh, in and about Africa to see it as viable. That particular person has bought into the worldwide Caucasoid lie that Africa has nothing to offer to the world or her directly descended children. And then we just leave it there. Don't have to have a whole bunch of debate. You know, throw a few questions at them. 
maybe write out a book list for him. But if you run into an African, a black-skinned person, who's just running off the mouth with a whole bunch of anti-African rhetoric, you know, ask a few questions, and then be out. Peace. The majority of our people don't know any of this information, and so they are wide open for it if we put it in the proper way that they can digest it. I don't mean fully dumbing it down. I mean putting it in a proper way that they can understand it. <clears throat> Looking at the time, son. Um, that's the level of discussion that we need to be having as far as how to do that. It's it's the time is over debating meaningless people, meaningless ideas and concepts. Or maybe we can dedicate, you know, ten, twenty percent of our energy to that. Because, you know, something should not go unchallenged. Uh, but they also but some things also don't need the totality of our energy in challenging them. To move us forward and to get where we need to go. So, yeah, so we're the real African people. Please stand up. One qualification, not total. The one qualification that I have for a real African-centered person is a person who can never and will never let Caucasians off the hook. One, for what they've done to our and are doing to our home, but also what they've done and what they're doing to the planet. They basically kill, without thinking too much about it, a hundred million of us. And I, I implore everyone that's listening and who will listen to go to Aquaben. Is it Aquaben House? To type in Kebuka, K E K E B U K A, and get the DVD by Molly Mubaruji. He Caucasoids love to play around with the numbers of slavery, with enslavement. So right now they say the numbers are between 12 million and 30 million. And so it's like, okay, cool. So what Baba Marudi does in, in, in his Kabuka DVD is he, he says, okay, I'll give you those end numbers. Oh, Liz, what's up, man? We need to talk. I'll give you those end numbers. But then he walks you through the process of enslavement. 
and he walks you through three phases, and we're running short on time, so I can't get all the way through it. But with his analysis, with Father Rudy's analysis on enslavement numbers, to get to their supposed 12 to 30 million that actually made it over here on these shores, close to 125 million would have had to die to end up with this number that eventually made it over here. And again, if you want, I can I can dig up the DVD and walk through it specifically for y'all if you if you want me to um, on a later show. But Kabuka K E B U K A, um, it's a Swahili term for remember. Uh, you want to check out Molly Rudy's DVD on that. But just those numbers, it's like wow. So Kavazoy. And it's still going on today. Are taking out, took out, you know, millions and millions of us. I can't let that go. I'm sorry. And for anyone who just says, "Oh, that was the past," let it go. You can expletive, expletive my expletive. I can just, I, my spirit just won't let that fly. Rape in the continent, all of those resources still to this day, rape in the world. So the, for folks who want to jump on America's nutsack, I think y'all forget that 98% of all of its wealth, then and now, has come from other places. All of the natural resources. And then for 400 years, all of the labor to tend to those resources came from other places. And those other places that they came from were majority times our home. So if you take away 500 years of free labor, if you take away all of the resources that were stolen from every other place to build up America, America would not be America. So please don't take that and hear that and say, oh, well, now I'm going to be an American because America was built off of my blood and sweat and tears. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is our home, has the resources still to this day. Let's go home. Mentally first, culturally first, identity and consciousness first. And then some of us who will make the travel and get up out, let's go. But yeah, that's one little piece that I put that I would define as someone who is a real accurate person. Is someone who is doing everything in their power when they can to correct the lies of existence right now put out upon them. I can't let it go. And when I have children, I'm going to instill into them not to let it go. Who else is going to hold these people 
in check, put their feet to the fire if we don't. I'll be damned if if a hundred million of my people were killed so that one group could prosper and I'm just supposed to forget about it, not read about it, not learn about it, not give a damn about it, think it was way back then, quit living in the past, just focus on right now. All those stupid lines that we throw. The real African person will never, ever let that go. And as long as they're around, as long as they've got folks in their lineage that's going to be around, they will instill that message. Righteous rage. Their time is coming. And if I'm not there to see that time, hopefully I will have Babra, an African concept of what we call reincarnation. Hopefully I will Babra within my, my one of my lineage mates three to seven generations down and I come back and then I can see that day. Then I would have known that the work that I was doing now was actually being heard and actualized by some in the future. Will the real African-centered people please stand up? We need commitment. We need y'all to build. We need commitments. We need y'all to stop debating so damn much. We need your energy and your resources to build. Time is winding down. Next week, we will be talking about a book I picked up from New York called The Africa Perspective of History, an Introduction by T.S. Cato. There is, it's a small little monograph, about 59 pages, which he is saying and lots of good stuff is in there to help, again, help get us centered on who we are, as well as to help us see when other folks are trying to give us another center other than our own. As well as an, an intellectual issue that, that's going on. And I only really see that at the university level. But anyway, um, won't be no overtime. We'll go ahead and cut it off. Uh, so that'll be the show next week. Um, I don't know how to get y'all this book, so we'll work that out. An African-Centered Perspective of History and Introduction by C.S. Cato, K-E-T-O. That will be the show next week. Will the real African-Centered people please stand up? This has been Africa's Reascension. Come out with Casey Check out AfricanWorldAnalysis.com, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation, 
Yabedi and Konim, we will be victorious. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. <laughs>